I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Hello, sister. Hola. How are you doing? I am good. Yeah, I'm good. I got great <laughs> sleep last night. Oh, and me too. Yeah, so I'm good. Ready for the week. How about you? I'm good too. I also got good sleep. It was storming here yesterday and I slept through the storms, which is how you know. Because yeah. I I can never sleep through a storm. I don't think I've ever done that in my life unless I was like really tired. <laughs> That's very childish of you. What? To not be able to sleep through a storm. That's no, like, I'm just a light sleeper. Oh, not yeah. you- no, 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 no. Oh. I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> yeah, ever since I like lived by myself in Virginia, I got over that really quickly because I was like, well, if I'm scared, I don't have anybody else to talk to about it. So I'm sure. just going to have to deal. <laughs> but no, I'm just a super light sleeper. So most of the time, if there's anything that's happening noise-wise that I can't control, it's just, yeah, I'm going to wake up. Yeah. Oh, that's poopy. That's it is. It is. But, you know, here we are. Most of the time, no, it's not an issue. Yeah. But I'm excited because today we're getting into the season finale of season one. How did we get here so quickly? This is insane. I know, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy to believe too that season one was only eight episodes, which I guess that's mm-hmm. typical of first season shows. But yeah, yeah, I would say so, especially like reality shows because they want to see like whether or not it's actually going to last. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, we got a, like a proof of concept almost. Mm, mm-hmm. But here we freaking are. So opening up we are really starting out with like a recap of what's already happened during the season and I was like wow this is like so peak chaos it's just like three minutes of everything like all the highlights very genius editing whoever did this should get a bonus if they didn't already obviously (laughs) but then we open at a pet supply store and Stassi is there with Jax and the dogs. Um, what the fuck? Like, what? So we break up with Frank, Jax breaks up with Laura Lee, and now it's just kind of like back to normal. It feels really weird to me. What was your reaction to that when you watched it the first time? My reaction was, you all are both idiots. Because in this moment, like, I know Stassi's telling Jax he's not wasting his time and that he's got to prove himself. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that she really cared to get back with Jax. I feel like she just liked the groveling. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Totally. And he was like ready to feed into that. So yeah, which is, you know, now I think because I listened to their podcast when reality hits, it's actually, Mm -hmm. um, but Jax was saying on that podcast that he likes to be with the woman who is in charge and tells him what to do, uh, you know, just how to function. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. You know, also it makes, it aligns now because that's how you're actually living your life. But (laughs) it makes sense to look back to why he was so accepting of Stassi's abuse. But because Mm -hmm. if it, you know, if Stassi had delivered her messages and stuff in different ways, it wouldn't necessarily have been abuse. But what he was looking for, someone who is a take charge type of woman, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just very, very intriguing. And I feel like that could have also been a topic he needed to unpack in therapy. But we'll get to Jackson therapy <laughs> later on. So Jackson explains that he's just really excited to be able to be like hanging out with Stassi again. And he tells us about the fact that, you know, still have chemistry and it was really easy for them to just kind of fall back into their old ways, which we could see very, very clearly. It's like the last four or five episodes never even happened. We then learn that they're here to replace everything that Laura Lee bought for their slash Jackson's dog. I'm still not actually really sure who owns this dog, but either way, mm-hmm. Stassi's like, I can't have anything else from Laura Lee in like my presence. So we're just going to not, and we're going to replace everything. And, you know, she's like, she's letting Zoe get fat. She hasn't taken her to the groomer. It's awful. I was also like, Stassi, it's only been like a month. Like, chill the fuck out. The dog is probably fine. Like, just just calm down. And at this point, I wonder if Stassi has gotten rid of that one puppy. No, she was right there. She She was there too. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. But I think this is the last that we see of that puppy, which is so sad because she's so cute. She was. She was much cuter than Jax's dog. Agreed. Agreed. And so then Stassi tells us that she's trying to be friends with Jax again. She's trying to rebuild trust with him, which I don't really understand why, especially if she still believes that he cheated on her and got someone pregnant. I just don't understand how you got past that that quickly. Right. Whatever. Uh, But that Jax is complaining because he's like, it's taking too long. Like, what more do you want me to do? And to which I say, bruh, she can take as long as she fucking wants because you truly fucked up in this situation again we don't know if this is true or not yet at this point but like even the rumor being out there and her believing it about you you just need to let her kind of just live until she feels like she's ready to trust you again Mm. and so she then tells us that she still isn't sure whether or not he cheated but because I guess there's been no further evidence of it that she's just gonna move on I think I don't really know I don't really know what her rationale is for coming back I guess maybe like you said it's just because he was willing to grovel and she was ready to accept it and I think too another reason why she could have just been like whatever is like I think she was initially upset about the cheating rumor but then I think that fell to the background when he got with Laura Lee Mm -hmm. and so I think then her focus shifted from is this rumor true is it true to I just don't want him and Laura Lee to be together and now that they're not together I mean yeah that's still kind of in the back of my mind but like at least he's not with Laura Lee anymore yeah 
So I feel like yes. she thinks that she won in a sense. And two, because Laura Lee was still working there. I'm mm-hmm. assuming at the time that they started getting back together. Yeah. So she was probably like, give, you know, a little peacock gets to go into Sir and sprout her little feathers. And she's the queen peacock. That's what peacocks right. do. Right? They do. They do. Yeah. But I'm also like, Jax is the prize. Are we serious? Yeah, that's that young, <laughs> dumb brain. <laughs> That's that 23-year-old not fully developed. Like they look That's at true. thinking that, like, yes, he's a model, but like, I mean, he's his pictures show up in the optometrist's office, as we saw. You know, it's not like he's modeling for fucking GQ. And I think they look at that and then they, the way that Jax looks and his body, and they're like, yes, this is a prize without really realizing it doesn't matter what a person looks like. Where's the substance? Right. Yeah. And like for him to say, yeah, I want to live with a woman who is in control of what I do and where I'm at and everything about my life. I just could never be with someone like that. I need yeah. somebody who has like their own direction and has their own goals and knows what they want to do with themselves. And like, sure, I could help provide feedback, but like, I don't need to be telling you what to do at every point of the day. That's insane. Yeah. And that's why I think him and Brittany are so perfect together because like (laughs) Brittany's like, okay, Jax, like, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, I don't think men realize like they say they don't want someone who acts like their mom, but they, I think they really do because that's exactly when I watch him and Brittany interact or listen to them on the podcast, that's the vibe I get. Brittany is Mm -hmm. So you potentially mm. want someone who's going to be like, okay, Jax, let's look at the calendar. Let's go over what we've got for this week or mm-hmm. look at Cruz's schedule and figure out da, 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 da. So yeah, it's weird. Um, but you know, maybe also it's just because he doesn't want to organize things and he doesn't want to keep track of it. That could totally be what it is because I feel like at work, that is the role that I play. And not that other people don't want to organize things, but I'm the person who's constantly like, okay, like, let's get back on track. Or, you know, how are we doing in terms of meeting the goal or whatever? Whereas other people have a lot of ideas, they're brainstorming and they're thinking about new things we can do. I'm the person that's like, okay, but how are we going to do that by when we need to do it by? So it could also just be that. Same, same. We are very like, um, we have this business chemistry for a firm. I think I told you about this and you and I would definitely be guardians. Like we're Mm. very much like, what are the logistics? What are the facts? Like, I love you people who are pioneers that have those great big ideas. Mm -hmm. But what about from the inception of the idea to the idea happening, all Mm -hmm. steps in between? (laughs) It's so like the jump from idea to execution. We have the idea and then we've got steps A through Z and then maybe A1 through Z1 before we get to putting out the actual product. Yeah, it's really scary how alike we are, to be honest. I realize that we are the outliers. We are. We I are. thought the majority of people were like us, but they're not. No, they're sure not. That's concerning I because agree. it makes me wonder how your lives must be stressful. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe they just kind of like feel okay. Just like bop it along because I think our lives are stressful because we're always thinking about the details we are. and we are always like, okay. How am I going to get from like point A to point B? What do what do I need to do to like reverse engineer it? Whereas other people might just be like, hmm, I'm not concerned. I know I'm going to do it. It's just 
we'll figure it out as we go. I'm not that type of person at all. (laughs) I could not function that way, but that does, that makes a good point though, about our level of stress. Um, Yeah, for sure. It's so high. Very. (laughs) But we do better because of that, I would say. I agree. I agree. I don't think mom would ever have to worry about us. And then, you know, dad too, us or Dewana, our parents would never have to worry about, are they going to have their shit together? Ever, as evidenced by our lives right now. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So. They're just so blessed to have us as children, to be frank. They are. They truly are. And, you know, they say babies pick their parents, which may not go there. Um, but yes, we are a blessing. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of blessings, Stoffy is about to get a big blessing um, because in our next scene, we see Laura Lee speaking with Lisa and Laura Lee is telling Lisa that she's quitting. And so Lisa initially, like all of us would think like, oh shit, Stoffy right. got you, you again. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. <laughs> but Laura Lee's like, no, quitting because I got a role in a movie yes bitch that was super exciting for her and then Lisa was asking her specifics about the role and Laura Lee was saying that it's a play it's playing alongside Jennifer Aniston now yes I don't know like if someone tells me they're playing in a movie alongside someone I'm (laughs) thinking it's more like a rush hour like you're Jackie Chris, Chan I'm Chris Jackie Tucker. Chan right so like the whole movie <laughs> we're going back and forth between us because mm-hmm. we're alongside each other yeah. now her role in this movie I definitely would not say is alongside Jennifer Aniston I think she's only which I haven't seen this movie in ages I've never seen this movie actually you've never seen it I, I had this whole conversation the other day with somebody about how I have not actually seen Jennifer Aniston in a lot of things like I never watched Friends obviously just because right. of principle but then too I think I've seen her in like those two murder mystery movies on Netflix her with Adam Sandler and then I just started watching the morning show on Apple TV and maybe like a handful of other things that's about it like she is not my like fave I don't like dislike her as an actress I think she's good I just she's just not somebody I like you know prioritize yeah I don't I mean now that I'm thinking about it I don't think I've ever seen her in anything outside of this <laughs> I mean I know she's got roles <laughs> I mean she's got like, a lot I highly I mean she obviously doesn't play in anything I'm interested in watching outside of this movie um honestly I probably when did this come out 2013 Mm -hmm. you just watched it because Laura Lee was in it (laughs) no I don't even think (laughs) made the connection at that point in time I don't remember why I went to go watch it but oh it was a cute first of all we're talking about we're the Millers (laughs) sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yes she plays and I think Laura Lee's character only plays quote unquote alongside her in the first maybe 15 20 minutes of the movie it's not Mm. the remaining like 82 minutes but you know it makes me wonder was she supposed to have a bigger role did she get cut down I don't know I I could see that based on this movie I could see how maybe they recruited her for something more and then just Mm -hmm. cut it out I can see that we'll never know we we sure won't um um so yeah, that that was cool for Laura Lee, you know, and and like Lisa makes a point to say in her confessional, like a couple of days ago, Laura Lee is the girl that no one wanted to be, no one wanted to hang out with, but 
she's the one who gets the call for stardom. And then she was like, payback's a bitch. And I was like, yep, that, that, there, that whole situation is a perfect example of letting the universe, God work for you. Let him take care of your enemies. You focus on what you need to focus on and you're going to elevate. So mm-hmm. exactly. Two claps for Laura Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, I don't know. From something like two claps. Probably. It feels like it, but I can't I say it right now. <laughs> okay. <go ahead. laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So yay, Laura Lee is moving on. So then we shift to a scene with Tom in one of the many bands that he is a part of during the course of the show. And they're practicing. He gets a call from Kristen. He's like, oh my gosh, guys, I got to take it. It's Kristen. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, Tom. Please try to pretend to be a good boyfriend. <laughs> and so she's telling him that she's just been so stressed about not being friends with Stassi. And right now she's ready to make up slash suck up again to her. <laughs> Because she's just like, I just hate seeing her, like, talking to Katie, talking to everybody else. Like, I'm just on the outside, and I just don't like it. And I just had to think to myself, have I ever been in a situation like this with any of my friends? I really don't think so. I really cannot remember a time where I was, like, in a fight and knew we needed to make up. And then was like, I have to be really intentional about it. Maybe past, like, junior high. Right. Yeah. I would say that I was probably like that. I can remember a couple of times in high school um, where I had some falling outs with people. But again, we're 14, 15, 16, 17. I graduated at 17. Yeah. So it's like, we're not 30. Right. Right. (laughs) We're not 30. (laughs) So Kristen should not have been thinking this way, but whatever. Right. So then Kristen in her confessional tells us that she and Stassi have been best friends for three years. So Katie, I guess, was like the last leg of the tripod to come in. But I'm also like, okay, so Katie and Stassi have been best friends for two years. And you and Stassi have been best friends for three years. Why are you taking so long to like move past the situation? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. But clearly. Kristen and you know maybe Kristen saw the dynamic between Katie and Stassi and realized that she was kind of getting replaced and becoming more Mm -hmm. of the third wheel Mm -hmm. and so maybe she still had a little bit of you know unresolved feelings towards that maybe she thought I don't know why but maybe she thought Stassi was going to like double back and be like come on Kristen we miss you and when she didn't, it was just like, well, fuck. Okay. Right. I guess I'm going to have to be the one that like comes crawling back to her this time. Which that's probably always how it's been, to be honest, if they've ever had fights before. <laughs> and so Tom in this moment seems super duper supportive. And he's like, yeah, babe, like you should definitely talk to her if you feel this way. And he also makes the comment, yeah, just be open, be honest and everything should be fine. Tom. Um. Um, um, buddy anybody who like truly like after watching season 10 or like see Scandaval happening and then decides to watch the show in general you all are going to see how this show mm-hmm. and the way Tom acts the comments he makes his self-righteousness mm. has all come back to bite him in the ass in season 10 it's and so satisfying 
I don't understand. And maybe he does get it. I don't understand if he doesn't like, I feel like he thinks that he's getting so much shit mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand why, because pe- other people in the group have quote unquote done the same thing, but yeah. it's, it's not just about you cheating, Tom. Yes. Mm. That is big because this was your life partner of 10 years. That's really mm. fucked up. But mm-hmm. it's all the ways in which from season one through your fucking seven month long affair, which was probably even longer, that mm. you continue to belittle people, you continue to project, mm. and you continue to preach fucking accountability. Mm. And you, my friend, we're not doing that. No. So like that's the problem people have. I don't know if he realizes that or not. But if you don't realize that, Tom, and you're listening or your friend is listening, let him know. That's the issue. Right. He needs to be in all kinds of therapy because and maybe he needs to see multiple therapists because he the level of like delusion that this man has about mm-hmm how the situation has gone down and how everyone's all like shitting on him and how he's like, I'm just so upset, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I agree. You shouldn't be getting death threats and shit. Like reality TV is never that serious, y'all. But the way that you fucked her over and how you did it and quote unquote, why you did it. No, sir. People have midlife crises all the time. And you know what they do? If they're normal, they break up with their partner or they just say, hmm, why am I having these feelings? And then they go to therapy. Then they figure it the fuck out. They don't then engage in those things because if they engage, they know. They just know it's not going to be good. And so you got to like take a hard look in the mirror, my guy. And so you all will see as we're continuing through this pattern that Tom has of always calling people out every single fucking season about something that they have done. And it's everybody. I don't think he has spared anyone. He even fucking called out Lisa. Right, yeah. That wasn't even her fault. <laughs> and so that is why people are so like in like enraged by what he has done because he's just so horrible, truly as a human. But alas, we don't have that Tom yet. Right. So anyways, Tom and Kristen get off the phone and she's doing something at the register and then Peter comes over Um to tell them that they are supposed to be at Lisa's house the next day at a certain time for the surf, the surf photo shoot that's happening. And so Kristen's standing at the register and Dossie is waiting behind her to do whatever she needs to do. And so then Stassi asks Peter if Laura Lee is going to be there. And Peter says no and says that she quit earlier that day because she got a movie role. LOL. <laughs> and this is a perfect opening for Kristen to ask Stassi for a talk. And so she says, like, hey, can we chat for a minute? And they go to the back alley, the best place ever. And Kristen is trying to talk the ice about, you know, or break the ice and talking about Laura Lee. And Stassi's like, okay, so we're just going to start talking about Laura Lee. Like, I'm just going to peace out. And Kristen's like, no, sorry. I'm just trying, you know, like, get it to lighter space before we talk about, like, what I actually want to talk about. And then she just starts fucking crying. And I'm like, what? Why are we crying right now? And then Stassi's like, are you okay? (laughs) Just so funny. It's so crazy. Like someone sitting there being so vulnerable with you. And then, but that's what Stassi does. Just like when Laura Lee came to have that conversation last episode. And she was like, you know, Stassi made the comment that Jax has been texting her, talking about, I miss you, da, 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 da. And Laura Lee is like, 
well, he's in my bed every night. And she said, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Stassi's like, she sets people. she's like, what the fuck are you crying for, basically? But obviously not totally with that tone. <laughs> um, and so Kristen's like, you know, I feel like things are getting back to normal now. And I want us to be back to normal too. And it was just so hard for me to watch makeup with Katie and know that I wasn't involved in that. And... Stassi says, well, I mean, Kristen, you've been super mean to me. Like, Katie wasn't that same level of mean, which I don't agree. I think Katie and Kristen were equally the same in the situation. Kristen may have been a little more vocal, but, like, Katie had all the same feelings. Mm, But, see, I think what Stassi's talking about when she's, like, Kristen's been more mean than Katie, like, the staff meeting, for example, Kristen, you know, of course, she... um, co-signed for Laura Lee that's true that's true and then also when they had that house party that was at Kristen so it's like you Mm -hmm. were out of your way Mm -hmm. to bring in Laura Lee and make her whereas Katie was just kind of like there that's that's a good point and so Kristen is saying well it wasn't about the jacks at all and Stassi says well like that's what it's looked like for the past two months is that you all have had his back and everything and you weren't on my side ever and you're supposed to be my friend and then I just took a pause and I said the fact that all this happened in two months is wild this would be like years worth of drama for me like multiple years like this I I can't even see a situation in my life where all of this would happen in the span of two months like this is insane yeah and so they continue to kind of have it out and Stassi's like at the end of the day I just wanted you to be there for me and because you all weren't and you were on Jax's side and you were isolating me, you drove me to Frank because no one else wanted to be on my side. No one else was there supporting me except for him. And then she like does a little bit more where she explains the situation from her perspective where she's like, you know, how would you feel if you and Tom broke up and we all kept talking to Tom and didn't really talk to you anymore. And then we invited Tom's new girlfriend to hang out and didn't invite you anymore and got to know her better and all these things. And I was like, yeah, when she puts it like that, it's really fucked up that they did that in that way over a dude. And you know, what's even more crazy. I feel like in the watching back, which is so beautiful, it's just foreshadowing on top of foreshadowing on top of four fucking shadowing. So even if Kristen didn't understand mm-hmm. that perspective that Stassi was giving her in that moment, mm. exactly, exactly. Also, I mean, I guess when you say Frank was the only person supporting her, that's what drove her to Frank. That makes sense. Okay. I mean, but she was already there, to be clear. Right. She was already there. Like, she wanted to be with him. But I think, like, continuing to have people say, well, like, we're going to be on Jack's side or whatever. Like, I'm going to now go over here and, like, spend more time with this person. Because this person is the one who feels like I'm making sense and is backing me up. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So then they make up and all's right in the world and they then head back inside basically. Yeah. And before they close out that conversation, Kristen's just like, well, you know, in, in the future, next time, I'm just going to keep my big mouth shut and let you live your life. And Stassi's like, yeah, that would be great. But I'm like, that's not a friendship. Like that's not to me. If you see me doing something that you think is bad for me, 
and you're my friend, I expect you to say something, you know, Mm -hmm. that has to do with your integrity and your character as a person. And if I am in a place where I can't receive what you have to say, but you're saying it with good intentions, then that's on me, you know? Right. But I'm like, is that a white friendship thing? Because I have never had any of my black friends hold back on giving me their opinion Mm. on the situation. It could be. It totally could could be. Because Because I think, go ahead. I just said, because they fake. (laughs) Well, I think some of it though, is that like, and maybe it's also too with us. I feel like the way that we can deliver feedback or criticism can be a little bit tougher than what people may want to hear. Because I think we've even done that with each other too. And it's just kind of like, ugh, it might sting in the moment, but also like, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Mm-hmm. I maybe just am like shedding a light on it from a different perspective. But in my life, if I have friendships with people, I want them to feel like we can be open and honest with each other. And part of that is calling out stuff that you don't like, again, because it's like hurting you, hurting other people or whatever. And so if you don't have the capacity to have that type of friendship, then it's only ever going to be a surface level friendship. Like you can never get deeper because you can't take in what I'm trying to provide to you just to help you. It's not about me just saying like, okay, whatever, I'm going to fuck up your life or like watch you fuck up your life. And I'm just going to sit here on the side and like, hope you figure your way out of it. Like, that's just not how people should be in relationships with each other. I would, I would say. Right. And I lapped my sermon from last week for a couple of dollars. Again, this is not, (laughs) but he's a great (laughs) preacher out of Atlanta um, or he's out of Georgia college park. But anyway, in the sermon that I listened to last week, it was talking about how God brings us relationships. And like, yes, even though a lot of the times we can be hurt by people in relationships, God's ultimate goal is that the relationships that he brings in our lives is to help us grow as people. So like, you know, not trying to make this spiritual or anything, but like mm-hmm. that's what your relationships, if people are in your life and they're not contributing to your growth, whether that's professionally, personally, financially, emotionally, spiritually, then what the fuck are y'all doing? Quite frankly, I mean, if you just have people in your life that you just like to like go drink with or just go out to the club with, that's not helping you elevate in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you need to be able to cut loose and have a good time and relax, take a break from life. But if that's all that you get from that person, they're a waste and you need to cut them out. Well, and it's interesting too, because I think that when you're younger, it's so easy to have those kinds of friendships. Whereas I think as we get older, it's easier to say that like, oh, we don't have anything in common other than the fact that we like used to go drink together Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just going to like move over here. It's very strange. Very, very strange. And Kristen, as the 30-year-old in this situation, should have the the more mature perspective of this is what an adult fucking friendship looks like. You can continue to be mad at me if you're not okay with that. But Mm -hmm. she didn't. And she punked out. So Mm -hmm. whatever. And again, maybe Kristen was doing this because Peter dropped that, you know, little nugget of knowledge that tomorrow is photo shoot day and she wanted to be in a good place with Stassi for the photo shoot yeah I can see that so as we transition 
into the photo shoot the next day. They are doing a promotional photo shoot for Sir. They're doing two of them, but the first photo shoot is at Lisa's house, Villarosa. We have talked about Villarosa before. If you have not watched the show and you're just listening to the podcast, at least go Google Villarosa. (laughs) This place looks like a fucking 10 star resort that should Mm -hmm. be in like Tuscan Italy or some shit. It is gorgeous. It's beautiful. That pool. Oh, Mm -hmm. amazing. So, so amazing. So yes. Well, and even her backyard, because you know, when Sheena gets engaged there next yeah. season, we see it's just like rolling like land just downhill. And I'm like, oh my God. And we all know that it doesn't rain in California, but Lisa's grass is like the greenest grass you'll ever see. <laughs> well, you know, you, she's got sprinklers all over that shit or people coming to water. She's got something happening. <laughs> they don't care about California in permanent drought. Not in the La Rosa. Sure uh, don't. <laughs> So it's super cute. The girls come in and Lisa gives them like the idea for the photo shoot. Like summer is ending, but it's still hot at Sir, which is so cute. It's cute. But I'm also like, this is a fucking restaurant. And again, I'm like, is this photo shoot part of the PR plan? Or like, have y'all just always done this? It just feels like a lot. It does. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I wonder too, like, you remember after the first season of Selling Sunset, that last Mm -hmm. episode, when they had that big ass boulevard, or boulevard, bullet, what what is that called? Billboard. Billboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they had that big ass billboard, God, that word. (laughs) Um, Billboard. Thank you. With the agents at the Oppenheim Group. I wonder if, like, were these, how were these pictures publicized once you did do the photo shoot? That is a good point. Is it I don't on a know. billboard? Because if so, that would really be dope as fuck. Well, I know that they were for sure on at least the SIRS website because I had looked at the website before and saw pictures from various stages of people working there. So it probably was on a billboard, honestly. Cute. That's Which again, cool. I don't know that you need a billboard to like advertise people coming to your restaurant, but clearly okay. it worked. They must have been really hurting before Lisa and Ken got there. So man, a hundred percent. Because I'm just like all this shit she thought of, wild. Right. So the girls, and when I say the girls, I'm referring to um Kristen, Katie, Stassi. I can't remember if Sheena was there in the beginning or not. She might have been, but regardless. Um, they go up to Lisa's closet. And Kristen makes the comment that the closet is bigger than her apartment. And let me tell you, I spent a year in California. I absolutely loved it. However, my apartment was 545 square feet (laughs) for $2,000 a month. So when I look at the, the scene with them in Lisa's closet, her closet definitely looks bigger than my 545 square foot apartment. So I could totally see how that statement would be true in that moment. So the girls are picking out Lisa's personal jewelry to wear for the photo shoot. I feel like this is like a cutting cost measure here. (laughs) Probably. And then also having the first part of this photo, well, having the photo shoots, you know, in places that are free, (laughs) at least at the restaurant, um, because I'm sure it would have been really expensive to get jewelry and things of that nature for the girls to wear um so whatever um so then after the girls are ready they've got their jewelry picked out they all go downstairs but then lisa holds stassi back and lisa drops the fucking bomb 
that Stassi has still been hanging out with Frank. Not only has Stassi been hanging out with Frank, but she went to go out to dinner with Frank at Villa Blanca, another Vanderpump restaurant. And Lisa's like, so what are are you getting at? What (laughs) is your point in doing that shit? And Stassi's like, well, I needed to get this from Pandora. And I just, da, 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 da. And Lisa's like, no, you want to provoke the situation. She mm-hmm. wanted to make Jax jealous because she knew if they were to go out to eat anywhere at Villa Blanca, the news would get back to Jax. Just like I said in the beginning, I don't know if Stassi really wanted to be back with Jax or if she just liked the fact that she could make him grovel and boost her fucking self-esteem. So whatever. Um, and then Lisa also was like, you know, this is embarrassing for me, talking about herself. And Stassi's like, how is this embarrassing for you? And Lisa's like, well, I just fired him. And here you are mm-hmm. taking up to my restaurants. And then Stassi's like, oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Well, no fucking shit, because you never think about anything when it pertains to potentially someone other than yourself. And Lisa makes that comment. She's like, well, of course you didn't think about it. You were only thinking about yourself. That's what you always do. Mm-hmm. But that's not shocking after these. And she wanted a cheat meal. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anywho, so we go downstairs, we see them doing their opening shots for the photo shoot in the pool, super cute, whatever. Um, and then Jack's sulking in the corner. <laughs> and he goes up to Stassi like, what, like, what? you're still hanging out with this dude? Like, that's mm-hmm. got to stop. I can't take it. Like, am I wasting my time here? And Stassi's like, this is such an inappropriate place, inappropriate time to have this conversation. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> do you know how many inappropriate times you have chosen to have a conversation with somebody? But now, because it's not about your feelings, mm-hmm. it's an inappropriate time. Get the fuck out of here. Truly, truly, just like, again, the level of like self-centeredness like and everything is crazy. I was like, y'all have not had not one conversation that happened at an appropriate, like at an appropriate place or at an appropriate time. So this is just like part for the course. Right. Also, it just made this connection. One of Lisa's restaurants is named Villa Blanca, which is like white. And then her home is named Villa Rosa, which is pink. Oh. Right? So Villa Negra would be black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we probably won't see one of those. <laughs> one would hope not. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, the house of white, the house of pink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right? It's cute. cute. Okay. Like and that. so in anyways, Jax is now still trying to deal with all of the feelings about Stassi that he's trying to process. And so we see him heading to therapy. And I would just like to add, I did not realize that it was like actually legal to film therapy, but I guess as long as everybody agrees, it's fine. It just seems strange. I don't know that I would film my therapy sessions, but like, you know, I mean, if you can film an AA meeting, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, you know, like if we're talking about a scale of one to 10, like AA meeting, I would say would definitely be a 10. I was totally shocked to see that. So yeah, that's true. They get consent. (laughs) Right. We just took out the anonymous and alcoholics, but whatever. (laughs) And so the therapist asks 
asks Jax why he's there. And he said he's realizing what he wants and telling us that there are a bunch of things in his life that need to be fixed. And that starting therapy is kind of like the first in a series of steps to get Stassi back. And then essentially Jax tells us about how he became a pathological liar, which is wild. Like you know, he was like, you know, I told people I did some of college and they're like, Ooh, but you didn't finish. And so then he changed it to, I finished college and, you know, just all the embellishments. We then actually learned his original name, which is Jason Couchy. I wonder where Jax Taylor comes from. I'm like, is Taylor Jax's like actual middle name? I just don't know. Like how did, how did just that happen but we also know that now he is the original name changer just like Rachel he too has changed his name and his whole persona yes no Jax's Jax slash Jason Jason's <laughs> name is Michael Jason Michael Couchy but Ooh. I think he said that he chose Taylor because that's his mom's maiden name oh okay that's fair yeah that's I think cool. I remember wow. that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know models also needed like, you know, no. alter egos, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I think Jason Couchy is very like, ooh, Jason Couchy. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Cause then I was like, wait, is Cruz's last name Couchy or is it Taylor? It's Couchy. I know, but oh, it was yeah. just funny <laughs> when I thought about it for a second. So he also is describing to us his previous relationship habits. Now he will date someone like really hardcore for a year and then basically be a fuck for a year after that. And this is all pre-Stassi, supposedly. And so he then tells the therapist like how controlling Stassi is. And the therapist is like, but why is that okay for you? Which is a fair question. And he says, oh, because I love her. And like Jalen and I have already talked about, just don't let people control you. Like there are definitely things that you can do in a relationship, like out of respect for your partner, but you shouldn't lose who you are in a relationship just to be pleasing somebody else, because that's just not, it's not good for anybody, especially the people in the relationship as it is. For sure. Yep. And we also hear that Jax has a pattern. He too met Stassi in Vegas, which is how he met his current wife. Mm-hmm. which I had never really like picked up on that before but I was like that is some shit that he met her in Vegas and then moved in with her like later that week he should never go to Vegas he should never go to Vegas he meets yeah. women he he's either, he's either kind of come out of Vegas with a relationship or a new child like that is what happens anytime this man is in Las Vegas and so he tells the therapist about the rumor and how he supposedly got someone pregnant in Vegas two months ago and the therapist asks him, is the rumor true? And he's like, well, no. And then he explains the whole story and how it came out, which just sounds more and more convoluted every single time that he says it. And so then the therapist is like, which was something that I called out, why would Stassi believe Frank over you? Which is a fair question, considering you two had been in a relationship together for two years at that point, and she barely knew Frank. And as they're ending the session and Jax has said, well, like, you know, she would believe me because like, look at my past, but I'm like, just because that's what happened in your past. Like, did you cheat on people prior and get someone else pregnant on them? Like, I don't think that you had done that. So, you know, whatever they're ending the session. And she asks Jax if he's been honest and he says, yes. And she says, well, you know, there've been some people who've worked with me for a really long time and then told me much later on that they lied to me. And so she was like, you know, just in case that is what's happening, just let me know. Because she knew that this shit didn't make any sense either. 
That is fair. That is fair. However, if this is the therapist, fuck this therapist. So in listening to When Reality Hits, which is Jackson Brittany's podcast, this is not a plug, but it could be. Um, they were talking about like one of their opening episodes, Jax was talking about his stint on reality television and then how he felt like he got pigeonholed basically into playing the villain. Yeah. And he, he was like, I really was trying to work on myself because this world was something totally different than anything I had ever experienced. He was like, so I knew I needed to go to therapy and I started to go to therapy. And then I had this therapist who was at a bar and had mm. just talking shit about Jax and their mm. therapy sessions. But whoever that person was talking shit to was friends with Kristen Doty. So of course. Right. <laughs> of course. So Doty tells Jax, like, hey, your therapist is <gasps> mad shit about you. So I wonder if it's this therapist because he says he filmed, because I think this is the only therapy he's filmed, right? No. Besides Brittany. There, there's there's therapy later that is, I think, on his own, and <laughs> it's a different therapist. No, he does it, he meets with this person again, but then he meets with someone different later on. And I wonder then if it was this woman. Yeah, why he switched. Yeah. Oh my, that's fucking horrible. Also, she should totally get like she should yeah. lose her license for that yeah. shit. Like you can't do that. What? Yeah, yep. that's awful. So bad. Oh, sorry, Jack. I do feel bad for Jack sometimes. Like his his, I feel like he went into Vanderpump Rules because did he say that on the podcast also? I think he did on him and Britney's podcast that his parents told him, "Look, LA's not working out. Modeling's not working out. You need to come home." <laughs> So he was packing up to go back to Florida. And then Lisa was like, pause, we're going to shoot this pilot for this reality television show. And so he said, that's the only reason he stayed. And wow. Wow. Well, here's the thing, Jax. I will tell you what, even though you have fucked up a lot, you have entertained me so much. Yeah. And now your life is in a much better place. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. You got a great family. I still don't know where relationships are with your mom, but you know. It's gotten a little bit better. Oh, that's good. Now that Cruz has been born. Yeah. Oh, of course. Children. They fix everything. Right. Yep. So anywho, I'm just, I was saying that to say, like, I don't think Jax knew what he was signing up for. And then once Mm -hmm. they painted him as the villain, then it's like, he felt like he had to keep playing the role. So I could I mean, he's a good villain though. Him and James, oh but, my God. But based on what he's, based on what he says on the podcast, I don't think that's his personality. I don't think he prefers to act that way. And mm-hmm. I could see like as a cancer, you know, when we do go off, we go off. And so mm-hmm. I, as, and as a man, he has less control over his emotions. So I think they just ran with it. And then he felt like he had to continue to play the role. So I'm sure that took a toll on him mentally. Like, this is mm-hmm. not who I am, but this is how they're painting me. So like, now I got, now I'm stuck. And also they're reinforcing his bad behavior. Like that the also. worse you are, the better our ratings right. are. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes sense to an extent, but like you cheating on Saucy had nothing to do with you being painted as a villain. You just did that. You did it, Yep. And so there are things that I think that happen outside of the show that just also fed into you being a villain. Yep. Yeah. So we're fast forwarding now. Sorry, another tangent. On to Sir photo shoot number two, which is at the restaurant. <clears throat> so Kristen says that it's really nice to get dressed up in these fancy clothes and have our hair and makeup done because in the real life or in the real world, none of them can wear the things that they're wearing because they're broke bitches. <laughs> 
which I just appreciate. You we know? love a self-aware queen. <laughs> and you know what? If not anything else, Kristen is fucking self-aware. She is. She is. <laughs> <laughs> but this made me think, do they... And granted, I know it could be a little more complicated with the reality TV show aspect of it, but like, do they get paid for their name, image, and likeness when it came to like in these beginning seasons of pubbing the restaurant? Like say that they're, they weren't on a TV show, mm-hmm. but they still did this stuff to get to bring people into the restaurant. Do they get an extra check on top of that? Or is that just a part of their job description? I would hope so, but I don't know. I know. Because it just seems like an expectation that everyone does it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that also they had the extra money to pay them to do it. But I think maybe as it went on, potentially they got paid more for it. Like maybe they just got like a bonus or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, my college athletic brain. Anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> then we see Katie talking to Stassi and she's asking about the status of her and Jax and Stassi's just like, well, you know, I'm just so confused. And she's like, she's confused. Truly. I've never been one of those people who believes that what's meant to be is meant to be. But like, I'm believing that's that's what's happening here. And I'm like, what girl? What? I don't know. It's just, it's Stassi being Stassi. Anywho. Mm -hmm. So they there's some quick scenes of them taking pictures or whatever. Everyone looks beautiful by the way. They do. And you know, Lisa makes that comment. She's like, it's very rare to be here, to be working in a place in which there are so many pretty people. Granted, it is Mm -hmm. so like, duh, but still, you know, and then I was thinking back when she made that comment, because you know, in the first episode when she was explaining the whole concept of sexy, unique restaurant and like they hire people based on their vibe and they have to submit a headshot and shit like that. Mm -hmm. What was Frank's vibe? Man, I don't fucking know. I don't right. know. Because I feel like if you were just looking at Frank on paper, he could look kind of all-American-y, I guess. Mm. But the second I met him, I would have been like, he's dick. All-American is not a sexy, unique vibe, though. Well, yeah. it's got to appeal to somebody. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Because I would say that's Stassi's look. Like, she's not, like, anything particularly, like, exotic or whatever. She just looks like a basic white girl. I mean, she's so pretty, but like, right, you know. right. White girls don't have to do much to be considered <laughs> beautiful. So, pause <laughs> though, again, listening to Jackson Brittany's podcast, did you know that Jax, his dad is Maltese? No, that's a dog. Mm-mm, not that. Is he from Malta? Like Malta. Country? That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. So maybe Maltese. Oh, it is Maltese? Okay. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, it is a dog. It is a I dog. Think, as well, right. but like, yeah, so I was like, which I don't know what Maltese people, what their what their traits typically look like, but I was like, that could make sense as to why, because of all the guys, obviously, Jax is the best looking, mm-hmm. and for, and you know, I don't think white guys are very attractive at all, but Jax is an attractive white guy, you know, <laughs> for the sake of being a white guy, Yeah. yeah. but if his dad is not, if Jax is not just American white and American white, yeah. Truly. So yeah, Malta is um, a country in Europe. 
it is close to the Mediterranean. So it's like part of like Southern Europe. So it's kind of, I feel like Greeky in vibe, which makes oh, sense. Which makes perfect sense. Jax with the, like the very, his skin gets super dark when he tans. Mm-hmm. He's got like that olive ice skin. Blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Okay. Anywho, back to the photo shoot. So then we see Stassi and the other witches of WeHoo, which is Kristen and Katie, sitting on the couch with their number one fan, Sheena. <laughs> <laughs> Stassi makes the comment that this year's photo shoot is so much better than last year. And Sheena's like, well, duh, because I'm here. And I'm just like, okay, Sheena. Yeah, sure. No one believed you didn't even believe yourself in saying that. Bless her heart. She mm-hmm. she tries, but whatever. And then Sheena's like, yeah, just think about how far we've come in a year. Let's think about what next year is going to look like. And Sheena's like, I better be engaged. And then Kristen, mm. we just said that she was self-aware. In this moment, she's not. <laughs> she says, I'll be rich and I'll win my first Oscar. Reach yeah. for the stars. <laughs> and that's, what, that's, that's exactly what Sheena said. She said, reach for the stars, Kristen. Now we saw these little bits and pieces of Kristen rehearsing for these casting calls baby mm. Oscar is nowhere in your future anytime Mm-mm. soon sure isn't yeah but it's it's good to hype yourself up that's beautiful <laughs> um, so after the photo shoot Sheena goes to talk to Lisa to apologize for her temper tantrum about um not being called in to work the dinner for Lisa that was a dinner for Lisa's friends that included Brandy and then when she got there, being told, no, you're just going to cover for Kristen. Kristen's going to work it because Brandy's there. So she's going to apologize to Lisa for her temper tantrum. And just like you said earlier in this, in our recording, Stassi gets to decide, Jax, when there has been enough time mm-hmm. to pass. Okay. So for some reason, Sheena still doesn't understand the gravity of having had an affair for two years mm. with a man who you could have Googled to figure out that he had a family and children. Yep. And she also doesn't understand that the woman whose home you wrecked gets to fucking decide when enough time has passed. Yep. Which will probably be never, bitch. You wrecked the whole fucking family. Correct. So yeah, she's probably never going to want to be around you. And she has every fucking right to never want to be around you. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Sheena can't grasp that. Well, I, I wanted to, that's why I wanted to talk to Brandy because I wanted things to be better. I don't want this to keep happening. I want her to know I'm sorry. I've moved on. That's great. But this she hasn't moved on. <laughs> you blew up her whole fucking life. Her whole life. I don't know. How long were Eddie and Brandy married? I don't even know, but I mean, they were married long enough to have two children. Right. And then it's like, it's not like they met one day and then got married the next. So like there was a dating phase between that. So I'm assuming they were probably together for at least five to eight years. And you just fucked that up for two of those. They were married for eight years. Married for eight. Yeah. They were married from 2001 to 2009. Damn. -hmm. They probably dated. So they've been together for 10 years. Yeah. Basically, at least. Yeah. yeah. So Sheena, come on, girl. Like, like come on. Yeah. It's just so dumb. So, but so dumb. Nonetheless, Lisa's like, you know, it's fine, whatever. Again, Brandy gets to decide when there's been enough time. And 
there's not so act like a grown-up and mm-hmm. fuck over it exactly. she didn't say that but in so many words that's what she meant yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. so after a quick scene of sheena and stassi kissing each other because the photographer suggested it i just whatever um <laughs> they should just always be so thankful there's no hr involved in this situation because are you fucking kidding me like i know that we're in leho but like we don't need to queer bait people nope but okay a mountain of violations that sir so many all the time (laughs) so fucking many but anyways we had to the photo shoot after party which i guess is also still at sir i think people maybe have just like gone home and changed clothes and come back and so we see everyone there and, you know, just people are getting the party started. And then we see Jax walking in with a huge bouquet of flowers. And so he comes in, he asks to talk to Lisa. And so Jax is basically like, I don't know if he maybe had another therapy session earlier that day or like what the fuck happened to him. But he was like, this is not a healthy place for me anymore. And I think I need to move on. And Lisa's like, well, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you should have worked here to begin with, but like, Okay. And then she was like, you know, I want to believe what you're saying right now, but you change your mind like the wind. And then she calls out all these various inconsistencies in his statements and then behaviors. And so Jackson's like, yeah, I know you're right. And so she's like, I mean, are you okay without a job right now? Like, or do you need a job? He's like, no, I'm good without a job right now. So I'm quitting. And I was like, are you fucking kidding, Jax? Like you just moved into your own apartment that you previously hadn't been able to do so I don't know how you're okay without having like a steady job but okay sure whatever so Lisa says okay like go do what you need to do and so Jax comes over to talk to Stassi with the flowers and he asks if he can talk to her alone and says that the flowers are congratulations for completing the photo shoot like what the fuck Jax like what does that even mean and so he's like, can we go talk over here? And she's like, yeah. And he was like, well, do you want to leave the flowers here? Bring them with me, bring them with us. And she's like, well, we can bring them with me. Like, whatever. Like, I just want to hear what you need to say. So they sit down and Jax basically immediately admits to having cheated on her a month before everything came out. And she goes in on him. And it's just, again, the most perfect, like, just wow the precision with which she cut so quickly to the core she's basically like why did you do this to me you spent all summer lying about this making my friends look like liars and it was true and so then we see a flashback of everyone over the season saying how much they believed Jax and didn't believe the rumor and Stassi goes you're not an honesty kick you're not a new man you're the same fucking liar you've always been and Jax tries to explain why he did it. And she was like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for cheating on me. There's no excuse for lying to me about it. And she's like, you know, I lost my friends because of you. I've been waiting for you to come clean. You've made my life miserable. You took my dog from me, which again, I still don't know whose dog it is. Mm-hmm. And you dated one of my friends and everyone believed you and left me alone. Like, that is so fucked up. And she's saying this, obviously, just sobbing. And so Jax is like, I'm going to disappear. You're never going to see me or hear from me again she says okay like that's what I want and then he walks away then for some reason instead of just leaving 
Jax decides that he's just going to continue to blow up his life and tell everyone else that he's been lying all summer as well. And so we see people start reacting to it and he's getting overwhelmed with all of his emotions, so to speak. Like he deserves any fucking sympathy right now for what he did. And then he decides he's going to go to the back alley because he just needs a break. And I think wants to see if anyone's going to come after him to make him feel better. For sure. And you know what? As much as I hate it, that's a cancer trait. Let's <laughs> do the same thing. She does. Uh, yeah. But in this moment, it makes sense because she's finally like justified right. in having believed this rumor because she was fucking right the whole time. Right. And so Lisa and the girls, Kristen and Katie, go over to comfort Stassi. Now, in the discussion with Jax, no, no, no. It was during this part, portion. And she was like, you know, oh my God, it was true. And then she makes a comment that stops that everyone thought all summer that she was a bitch and she was an asshole. Stassi, regardless of Jack's cheating on you, you were still a bitch and asshole. Right. <laughs> so that doesn't just like him saying, oh, we were having a hard month. I thought our relationship was over. That just doesn't justify cheating. Mm-mm. Jack's cheating on you or you thinking that he cheated on you doesn't give you the right to be a bitch the way that you are. Especially you can be an asshole to him. You don't need to be an asshole to everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. So yes. So then Jax, he's in the back alley and he's sitting there and the boys come out there to confront him and the boys are Tom and Tom and Peter and Tom Sandoval. Mm. Mm. Why didn't you just tell me, bro? <laughs> like I could have helped you. Like helped you lie better? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Helped him lie better. Helped him keep it up. Helped him cover it up. Because how are you going to help? You you can't even be fucking honest. So Mm -hmm. again, the show not aging well for Tom. At all. That's what you get when you throw stones from glass houses. That shit always comes back to you. Mm. Worry about yourself, people. Worry about yourself. Um... (laughs) and then tom goes on to say you know what you need to make the decision make the choice right now (laughs) you are not going to lie or do this shit anymore tom and see this is why and this is why this season 10 reunion should have just been they should have played they should have given us a bonus episode before they shot the reunion Mm. a compilation of all the ways in which Tom Sandoval has been a fucking narcissist. And what's that? A walking contradiction. Mm-hmm. And then that would have given us in season 10 reunion a basis to be like, oh, wait, producers, can we run back to scene two <laughs> compilation? <laughs> oh, wait, can we rewind it to scene 63? Because it's shit like this. Then I think has left Tom's mind to where he doesn't understand why people are being such an asshole to him. But anywho, so yes, classic. Tom Sandoval is telling him to not lie and do this shit anymore. And he needs to make the decision in this moment. So whatever. Um, and then Peter, God bless Peter's poor little Peter. heart. Peter was like, that dude lied to me. Like <laughs> Bill Clinton style. <laughs> that shit was so funny. It was so funny. I was like, Lord. So that's really where that scene wraps. Um, 
And then we go back in and Lisa, uh, you know, is making her rounds at the end of the photo shoot party, after party. And yeah, that's where we cut. We see Jax left alone in the back alley. So. And Stassi's like, I need a cocktail. Right. And she was like, I'm so tired of worrying about, you know, is Jax going to change? Who's out there for me? It's about me. Okay, girl, you give yourself your pep talk. Mm-hmm. See how long it stays about you. But Right. That part. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. But that is the end of the episode, friends. And so with that, we have reached the conclusion of the first season of Vanderpump Rules. Obviously, we're still going to talk about the reunion next week. But this is it. So Jalen, what are your overall thoughts from this episode, from the season, just everything? My overall thoughts, like having watched Vanderpump so many times now, obviously we know season nine was like a complete wash. It was the Mm -hmm. shittiest season of Vanderpump Rules ever. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, it was like that one season of Insecure, like that buffer season that we just needed to get to like the next part. Yeah. So dismissing season nine because a lot of shit went down that was after the cancel culture and just things shifted completely this was like the most boring season of Vanderpump Rules you think so yes when you look at all the other seasons well I think also it's because it was just so short like had we continued going with these people it could have been it could have been so but I feel like for the eight episodes we got there I mean after episode one and then just kind of like establishing the lay of the land we got something major every single episode. I know, but when you think of that's what's so beautiful about it, because this being the most boring and how yeah, action-packed this shit was, mm-hmm. y'all have no idea what is it's like seasons two through now. It's just fucking insane. It's insane the amount of shit that we experience. And I, I can't wait. Like in, in the rewatching, I was like, gosh, I didn't remember season one being this dull, but it's because seasons two through 10, it's just like, yeah. Right. One well, also like, cause when we rewatch it normally, you can watch season one in like a day. Right. right. So we just kind of power through. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of background noise. Like we're just watching it just to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Just like, right. Right. Moving on. Yeah. Exactly. So, what, are your, what were your overall thoughts? So I would say I, about this episode specifically, I loved the way that the season ended, like figuring out that the rumor was true mm-hmm. and just seeing everyone start to react to it. It's just chef's kiss, the payoff of waiting to see if this lie was true and then finding out it was true. I mean, you just, it just doesn't get any fucking better than that. It just really doesn't. And I would say Vanderpump Rules does what I feel like a lot of reality shows struggle to do in the first season is make you care about all the characters. Now, you maybe don't like them, Mm -hmm. but like I am invested in what's going on with these people and their lives. Everybody, obviously, other than Frank. I don't think we see Laura Lee ever again after this season, but I'm like, where is she these days? Like, what's going on with her? How's her life? You know, like I just I have this level of like care for them that I just don't think. I really have up to the first season of other shows, even Housewives shows. It's really hard. Um, Maybe other than like the Royal Housewives of Atlanta, the first season, because that shit was just genius. But yeah, I just feel like overall, it was so, so good. And again, we didn't need too much, but we got just enough to know that like, I want more and I'm ready. And that's a, that's a really good point that you bring up, like feeling like you're so invested in each of them because 
again back to Jackson Brittany's podcast I promise you all though I don't listen to it every week like I just listen to it when I'm like okay I need something to listen to yeah but they had just recently put out an episode with Tom Schwartz which you know we've all been eager to hear his side of the story and they asked him the question why do you think Scandaval has been as big as it is because like Jax is saying we've all cheated we've all done really shitty, shitty stuff in this group and Schwartz makes the comments like well I think it's because people are truly invested in us like Mm -hmm. I think he was like I think people look at us like we're their friends Mm -hmm. and they've grown up with us for 10 years now Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just like oh this dude betrayed this girl on a reality tv show it was like one of my friends betrayed another one of my friends and Mm -hmm. it it was super personal to everybody so I totally get that. And you're so right. Like there are other shows that I watch where I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. But like mm-hmm. this show, it's like, I feel like these are my people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So Exactly. Yeah. Even though I don't know if I would ever actually hang out with anybody, maybe other than Ariana, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy. And I think again, too, because there's like a level of accessibility to them that you don't have with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I too could have randomly been working in a restaurant in my early twenties and like been trying to make it out in LA. Like I was talking about during, I think our first episode, how, because these weren't people living like an aspirational lifestyle, it was easier to see yourself in the things going on. Like, yes, people go through breakups and you have to navigate that in a friend group. Mm-hmm. Yes. People, you know, find out that someone's cheated on them and you got to navigate that. Yes, people are trying to just figure out how do I make it in this industry that I want to be in? Like all of those things are super relatable, especially when this came out being for me, having just graduated college and for you being still in the thick of college, like this is very much like what we were dealing with at that time. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point also. Um, Yeah, so- we love VPR. Can't wait to bring next season to you because mm. that's just when shit just can starts to get real and it continues to get real from there. Um, it just gets so much better. Mm. Yeah. So in our next segment, if you're new here um, or if you're not, this is our Savage AF moment where we give our hot takes on the episode. So Des, what was your Savage AF moment um, from this episode or the season as a whole, whatever? Mm-hmm. I would say from this episode and this season, Lisa like low-key hates Dossie like there are so many times when she says shit about her to like jab at her that like you kind of miss if you're really not paying full attention to it but just like how you know she was talking shit about her with like the whole blog thing or you know when she was talking shit about her with the photo shoot situation like calling her out about being with Frank like she just kind of like she always figures out a way to cut at her that she doesn't necessarily do with as many other people besides Kristen. Because like Lisa actually hates Kristen. Truly hates Kristen. <laughs> and so with you saying that, I wonder if Lisa looks at Stassi like a Pandora. Like I wonder if she envisions her as one of her own kids, like for real, for real. Like I know she plays mom to all of them in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form, but there is something different about Stassi Mm-hmm. That now that you point that out that she just it's constant she's always mm-hmm. nagging at her she gives her a really hard time um yeah that's a good point yeah so I don't know I don't know I don't see her treat Pandora and Max like that but maybe she does behind the scenes <laughs> right I don't know yeah she is British right um so my savage AF take on this episode is that Jax jaxed 
everyone for two months. <laughs> I mean, kudos to him. I mean, kudos. I just gotta give that man a clap because yeah. I don't know that I could have kept up that kind of lie for that long. Right. And actually like convince people to believe me. Convinced people, absolutely. And so as we're shifting from season one to season two, that is a new segment that we're going to introduce to you all is who got jaxed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Jax is not the jaxer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you haven't gathered, um, if you're getting jaxed, it's going to be someone fooled you and it's like, damn you're looking at yourself in the mirror like, fuck, how did I fall for that bullshit? So yes, bravo to Jax for Jaxing everyone for two months straight. And I mean, hell, it could have even been longer than that. So yeah, pretty good. And honestly, if he hadn't done it, this first season would not have hit the same way. No, no, right. Because had he just been upfront and honest, like, yeah, I cheated. What would would Vanderpump Rules be right now? What would it be? Mm, Season six. Okay. No, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying it would it would still be good, but it would just take a little bit of a turn. Yeah, we call that growth. (laughs) Um, anyways, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you're gonna have to wait until you watch season six. But I promise you, it's really really worth it. And so with that, that is it for this week, y'all. We will be back next week breaking down the reunion episode. So for this first season, there's just one episode of reunion, um, which is great because in future seasons, there's typically like two or three episodes at least. Um, But also something fun that Jalen and I want to bring to you all is after we totally finish season one, we are thinking about doing a bonus episode or two. Um, And we're going to be asking you all, our listeners, about what content you want us to cover. Um, It could be reality. It could be scripted. It could be whatever. We're going to put a poll out on Instagram to see what y'all are interested in hearing about from us. Um, So it probably won't be like a full season breakdown of anything the way that we're doing this. But if we're doing a season of a show, for example, we may do like, you know, one episode where we cover the first half, another episode where we cover the back half, or, you know, depending on the show, maybe we can knock it all out at one time, but be looking forward to that. And until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram, DM us if you have any questions, or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help the people find us. And thank you again to everyone who's already done that. And stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Bye, sister. Peace.